0: Hello, friends, it's Pastor Anthony Scott. I am so excited that you have chose to log on to the Word for Life podcast. I am so excited that you are here to worship with us today in the area and arena of podcast. It is my prayer that you are being blessed by the word from God. I'm very excited today. There is a word from the Lord. Uh, I preached a sermon entitled Sermons from the Crowd. Growing up in church is interesting because growing up in the ministry growing up in church You hear the many amens and the things coming from the crowd And when you're young you don't really understand because you can't identify by experience But as you grow older and you go through more things in your life You find yourself becoming one of the ones in the crowd that is preaching their sermon Saying amen preach pastor go ahead I know you're right it's a sign that I've been through it I survived it and I can show you that God will bring you through let's go into this message sermons from the crowd be blessed Matthew chapter 21 uh, verses number six through nine wherever you are you can find it on your screen I'm reading from the New King James Version as always You'll find these words, so the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and sat him, that's Jesus, on them. And a very great multitude, listen closely, and a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road and cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Here it is. Then the multitude who went before and those who followed, listen, cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. For preaching purposes, let me read number nine again. Verse nine, he says, then the multitude who went before and those who followed cried out. They yelled, they screamed, they preached saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. For the few moments that his arms is shared together this morning, I want to preach a little while using as a subject sermons from the crowd. Sermons from the crowd. My beloved friends, my brothers and my sisters, weekly I mount this sacred desk called the pulpit to declare the word of God that God has divinely and inspirationally given unto me. Through much prayer and study and diligence with the help and the leading of the Lord, I compose the best sermon possible with the time and the energy God has given me for that week. I understood very early on in my ministry that my sermons must first come through me and they are yet for me. And that everything that I preach and teach is first for me. That every sermon that God has graced me to preach is always for me first. We ought never teach anything in our life and suppose that it is for other people and not for us. And so in the various texts I preach, God exposes me to me in the text, in the scripture. And so the reason why I preach, Brother Ian, is because I see myself in the word of God. It is not that I see other people and what others are doing wrong, but I see where I need to grow as well. You got to learn how to see yourself in the text. As I begin to study from week to week and to meditate and write, God brings examples to my mind to make the sermon relevant, revolutionary, and rejuvenating. And as I mount this desk to preach God's word, when you agree with me while I'm preaching and you say to me, come on, and you tell me to preach, pastor, and you say hallelujah, and you shout glory, and you say amen, or my favorite in typical word of life fashion, when something hits you, you say "Facts." Yeah, you. When, 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 when you hear something that you identify with, you begin to holler these things, not because you love me or because you want to be seen or heard, but because what you're saying to the crowd is, I have experienced what he's talking about. And since I've experienced it for myself, I can shout hallelujah, glory to God, because I know it to be a fact. So then when I declare that God is good, it sparks a reaction in you and causes you to reminisce on what you've been through. And after you reminisce, it causes you to holler because I know what he's saying is true. And even though on your way to church, you decided that I'm not doing nothing at church today because I really don't feel like it. Once I declare that God will make a way, you in your mind have a reaction and it causes Causes you to reminisce and when you reminisce it causes you to holler because I know he's speaking facts When I declare that the joy of the Lord preach Negro, is my strength, the depression that you walk in with shifts from depression to dancing because I understand that he'll give me the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And when I declare it, it sparks a reaction in you and it causes you to reminisce and it makes you want to holler and throw up your hands because I know it to be true. The truth is that there are, is a certain level of confidence, my brothers and my sisters, that you walk and talk with when you survived what killed others. Uh, God, did you hear what I said? There's a whole nother level of confidence that you walk with when you survived what killed others. Regis, I'm glad you stood up because it reminded me of a few years ago. That Negro got stabbed and should have died laying on the street. His children were supposed to be fatherless, but he survived. What killed some other folk? Do I have any cancer witnesses in the room? That Yes, I was stricken with it, and they told me I wasn't going to make it out. But look at me here today. I am a sign. commands you. Come on, tell them, oh, I feel Bishop Patterson on me. Look at somebody and tell them, I command you to be healed, to be delivered, and to be set free. Oh, now I feel Blake on me. Tell somebody, I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. It reminds me of the story. of of the mother now that gave a Bible to her daughter and when she gave the Bible to her daughter that's what she left for an inheritance and when the daughter got the Bible she didn't understand she said why in the world out of all the money my mom done made you gonna leave me with a Bible when the daughter was reading the Bible she was scrolling through and she laid it on Psalms 37 and 25 when she read it it says I once was young preach boy But now I am old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. And then on the right of the scripture where the letters T, P. She kept on reading the Bible a little bit more and she landed on Romans 8 and 28 and it says and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and all be called according to his purpose and on the side of the verse where the letters T. Oh my God. She said, Mama, what are you trying to tell me? So she picked the Bible up and she threw it down. She said, Wherever it lands, that's what I'm gonna read. She picked her Bible up and dropped it, and it landed on Proverbs 3 and 5. It said, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. And on the side of it, Brother Darvis is said, T-P, oh God. She said, nobody liked the book of Revelations. Everybody's scared of it. So she went to Revelations, but she landed on Revelation 7 and 14. And it said, these are they which have came through great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Beside that verse were the letters T-P. She said, mama, what are you trying to tell me? She scrolled to the back. Of the Bible, and in the back of the Bible, the mother had written in the Bible the letter T meant tried, and the letter P meant proven. So every verse she read, she was telling her baby, I tried it, and it's been proven that the word still works. Look at somebody and tell them the word still works in now this particular pericope of passage oh preach boy I see another group of people like you and I that have sermons in the crowd Jesus now is on the tail end of his three year ministry he is now taking a step back from preaching and he is now reminiscing oh my god on Zechariah chapter 9 verse number 9 and so he he has just left, uh finished healing a blind man in chapter number 20. And so now he is making his way into a place called Jerusalem. So now in verse number one of chapter 21, it's powerful all by itself. You just may not know it, so that's why we're here today. But verse num- number one in chapter 21 is powerful all by itself, it's packed with glory. Can we preach about it very quickly? Jesus now knows that he's preparing for a bloody death, but yet he knows what must be done. And so now as verse number one unfolds to us, there are two extremes of the opposite ends of the spectrum here. There is one end that is about pain, and there's another end that's about peace, but yet Jesus has joy. They are now on their way, the Bible says, to a place called Jerusalem. Jerusalem but they've stopped at a place called Bethage at the Mount of Olives first we've got to understand that Jerusalem now is a compound word so when Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem it's a compound word the first word is Jeru and the second word is Salam. when you put them together it is Jerusalem it is not only a place but in the compound word sense the word Jeru means foundation, and Selim means peace. Oh, God. So Jesus is now headed to the foundation of peace. Oh, y'all missed it. But 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 here is the problem. He's stuck in a place called Bethage at the Mount of Olives. Yes, God. And so now, see, the Mount of Olives now is a place where the grapes, hey, shut up are pressed and pressured and squeezed to produce wine. See we gotta understand that there can be no refreshing without a pressing and the problem with many of us is we wanna get refreshed but we don't wanna be pressed but I came to tell somebody if you ever gonna be refreshed you are gonna have to be pressed first oh God so now on one extreme Jesus knows that peace is near but on the other extreme He's in a pressing place. Lord, I know that's another sermon for the crowd right there. That because we all know what it's like, to where I can see peace in my vision, but I got a press in my hand. Y'all ain't talking to me today. I can see peace in my vision, but I feel press in my hands. Preach Pastor Scott. I can see the breakthrough, but I feel the breakdown. Preach boy. I can see the love but I keep feeling the lies. I can see prosperity, but I feel the poverty. In verse number two, now being that Jesus now was on his way to crucifixion, knowing that he would encounter Roman soldiers that would beat him until his sweat would begin to drop blood. You would think now when you read the text, you, you would think that if Jesus wanted something to ride, to Jerusalem on he would choose a horse because in those days a horse now is an animal of war so you would think knowing that he was getting ready to face the Roman soldiers he would have chose a horse so that he can gallop in for a good old war you would think he would have chose a horse but he didn't choose a horse the Bible says that Jesus tells two disciples go get a donkey Hello, friends. I just want to interject real quickly. I pray that you are enjoying this word from the Lord. I want to say to you, if you are ever in the Houston area, please do me a favor and stop by the Word of Life Church. We are located at 830 Turney Drive, right in the heart of Houston, Texas. Zip code 77038. It is Word of Life where we get word for life. Again, I pray, hope, trust, and believe that you are having an incredible day. Well, that's all for now, friends. Let's go back into the sermon, Sermons from the Cry. In biblical imagery, biblical imagery reveals to us, watch this, that donkeys symbolize absurdity and obscurity. (laughs) Here it is, is that donkeys do not think for themselves. They were mainly used for plowing in the fields. So all they ever did was plow in the field. They never thought from themselves. They just did what they got whipped to do. They did the same thing over and over and over. They never had any purpose. They never had any vision. They never had any sermons. Every day they did the same thing over and over and over again. So then he calls in the donkey that was doing everything over and over and over again. They had no significance. Not only was it just a donkey, watch it, verse number two, but this particular donkey was tied up. Oh, my God. It's one thing to be a useless animal. It's another thing to be a tied up useless animal. Oh, my God yes so now he tells his disciples go down and get that donkey he's tied up he's given them clear distinct directions because you have to know think inquisitively that this cannot be the only donkey that was in Bethage you gotta understand there had to be more donkeys in Beth. it wasn't just one but here is the praise point he told them exactly which one it would be he said not that donkey not that donkey but the donkey that is tied up that's the one I want you to grab and see here's the thing folk keep hating on you because God keep bringing you through and bringing you out they don't understand it ain't my fault and if you were with me in my tied up phase you would give God glory now that I've been loose see folk judging you on your victory when they don't know all the venom you had to go through you didn't cry with me at night you didn't have to go through that struggle at night I, I did that with just me and God. So He tells them, "Go get the donkey that's tied up." I'm grateful. Uh, I'm grateful, Elder Scott, because because what it says to me is that God knows exactly where I am. Yeah. that's another sermon for the crowd right there is there anybody that can testify and preach he knows where I am oh my God because the truth is all of us didn't get saved in revival some of us got saved right in the middle of the club Oh y'all ain't talking to me some of us got saved in somebody else's bed but he knows where to find you oh God see y'all don't know when to shout that God can find you no matter where you are no wonder David said if I make my bed in hell God God is right there. Now, if I make my bed in the uttermost parts of heaven, God is right there. I, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad to know that wherever my life takes me, I don't have to go without God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God. So now so now the Bible says in verse number three uh, that Jesus tells his disciples, he tells them, when you get down there, and you see that donkey yes, that's tied up. He says, loose him and bring him to me. Here's my favorite part. And if anybody asks you what you're doing, tell them the Lord has need of it. And that really, again, is another sermon from the crowd because folk don't understand why God keep choosing you. It ain't about you. It's because the Lord has a need of you. I got to get through this. But in verse number four, uh, the Bible says in verse number four, <clears throat> that all of this was done. Watch this. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Zechariah nine and nine. Now, tell the daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey and a coat with it. Now, you got to understand here now, your problem is the prophecy. See what we don't realize Is that everything we are going through Has already been prophesied Oh God See we think God is angry, mad And indifferent He is not, it is prophesied Everything that you're going through God demanded it to happen Since the beginning of time He knew you were going to get laid off Since the beginning of time He knew you were going to get your car repossessed It's a part of the prophecy And really that's sermon for the crowd right there because you know that you would have gave up hope a long time ago unless you believed that you would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living let's fast forward to verse number eight I'm working verse number eight the Bible says that they begin to put their clothes on the road They begin to put their clothes on the road as Jesus is riding in on this donkey that nobody cares about. This donkey that's been tied up. This donkey that is nothing. Jesus, the Lord and Savior. The one who came to die for you and I. The one that had all power in his hands. He's riding on a nothing. Did you hear what I said? I said the one who came that we might have life and life more abundantly. He's riding on a nothing. The one they said was the king of kings and the lord of lords. He's riding on a nothing. The one they said who's alpha and omega. The beginning and the end. He's riding on a ain't nothing and folk keep looking at you trying to figure out why God choose you watch this it's because I admit I ain't nothing oh my God. the only reason I am anything is because God is riding on me oh. God today yes yeah, so now the bible says that as jesus is coming in to bethage now here's what we have to understand is that up until this point jesus never verbally said who he really was y'all remember every time jesus performed a miracle he said no i'm doing this for my father he would look at somebody and he would heal the blind man he said but sh- tell nobody because I don't want nobody to know who I am he seen all them people along the way and he healed them he blessed them but he said shh don't tell nobody that I am oh my god god's son he said don't tell nobody just keep it to yourself he said all I want you to do is take up your bed and walk why because your bed is a symbol of your testimony and some of y'all wondering why Folks keep trying to bring up your past. It's because they can still see your bed. But the thing about it is you can see my bed all you want to. As long as you know I don't live there anymore. Oh God today. So the Bible says that they were putting down their clothes on the ground. Watch this. Jesus is not touching the ground. The donkey is. They putting their clothes on the ground so that the donkey's feet don't touch it. Not Jesus. Because Jesus is riding. That's clear. But watch this. Clothes represents covering. Uh-huh. It means to be covered. So watch this. The people in Bethage, as they see the Savior coming in, they are willing to themselves uh, so that he might be covered. Uh, Oh my God. Uh, And that's the reason why you got to tell your transparent testimony. uh, Because you got to learn how to expose yourself uh, that Jesus might get the glory. Uh, And I don't know who you are and what you're going through. uh, But I came to tell you, you got to tell what you've been through. Uh, That's your sermon in the crowd. Uh, And so now the Bible says uh, that they begin to cut down branches. Uh, Now it doesn't say it in the book of Matthew But in the book of Luke, in chapter number 19, Luke tells us that it wasn't just a sycamore tree. He didn't put down any rose petals. He didn't put down any flowers. Luke tells us that he put down palm trees. Why, Pastor Scott, did he put down palm trees? It's because palm trees in biblical imagery represent victory and peace. Oh, God. So they put down palm trees because they knew Jesus, watch this, had the victory. So every step the know-nothing donkey took, he was walking on peace and victory. And the Bible says in verse number nine, I'm done, that the multitude who went before them and some followed them they started yelling they started saying Hosanna to the son of God y'all missed it that's your sermon from the crowd because you got to understand that while Jesus is walking in everybody don't want to admit that he's Jesus there's some haters in the crowd but at this point the preachers were louder than the pest can I tell somebody if the world is ever going to believe in the savior you serve you got to be louder than everybody that's denying it well the bible says that as jesus is coming into bethage the sermons from the crowd begin to start and they start saying hosanna yes hosanna to the son of david blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord they begin to preach their sermon and say hosanna in the highest Now, when I look at the text, the thing about it is, is that he says the entire multitude, they begin screaming and preaching from the crowd. You got to understand who's in the multitude. The disciples are in the multitude. There are so many people that Jesus met along the way. They are a part of the multitude. And as Jesus is walking through message, I got to believe, as my pastor say, in my sanctified imagination, that in the crowd, there was a woman with the issue of blood. She's in the crowd watching Jesus make his entry. And when he makes his entry, she looks at Jesus and she starts preaching her sermon. She said, I remember. When I had an issue of blood For 12 long years And while I had the issue For 12 long years I tried the doctors I tried the physicians I tried the prophets And none of them worked But this woman Who's in the crowd She preached her sermon She grabbed her ear She riled back and said Hosanna In the highest i gotta believe that in the crowd was a blind man named bartimaeus and when he seen jesus he said wait a minute i remember him because i was on the side on the side of the road i was broke busted and disgusted i was blind I was begging but somehow there was a man that stopped me and he made me whole I was no longer blind but now I can see so he preached his sermon from the crowd in Bethany he grabbed his ear he round back and said Hosanna in the highest I gotta believe that in the multitude was a paralyzed man that had been paralyzed and they had four friends that went up the outside of the house laying on his bed they broke up the roof and they laid him down with sheetrock on his clothes with hay in his hair he looked at Jesus and said I remember him this is the man that took me from being paralyzed to being able to walk, he preached his sermon in the crowd. he grabbed his ear, he round back and said, Hosanna! In the highest, I gotta believe that in the multitude was a prodigal son, and he was looking at Jesus as he made his entrance with mud on his clothes, with dirt in his hair, smelling like a pig pen. He said, wait a minute, I remember a man by the name of Jesus that called me out of the pig pen and gave me a party in the palace he grabbed his ear he riled back and said Hosanna in the highest well there was a man by the name of Jairus that had a daughter who was sick for 12 years I believe that that little daughter is a part of the multitude she was looking at Jesus as he passed by and she remembered when she was dead. But a man named Jesus walked in her room and said, Talita kuma," which means arise, arise, arise. She grabbed her ear. She rowed back and said, in the highest. Well, that's enough of the 66 books of the Bible. Let me talk about the 67th book. That's the story of you and I. That I see Jesus riding on that donkey. And I'm preaching my sermon from the crowd that I remember when I was sinking deep in sin. far from a peaceful shore, I was buried, deeply stained within. I was sinking to rise no more. See, he heard my despairing cry and from the waters, he lifted me. Now, say, Am I with thee? I see Jesus riding into my life. I can see him with tears in my eyes. I can see him with my pillowcase stained with tears. I can see him. Preach my sermon because I see Jesus weeping me. Endure for the night. But, 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 joy, 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 oh, joy. Look at somebody. struggle he left me with a word after my heart, he left me with a word the grass shall fit with wither and the flowers make pain but the word wow what a word from the lord sermons from the crowd Could you identify with that as you listen to the sermons? I'm almost sure that wherever you are, you're saying to yourself, even right now at this very moment, the sermons I could preach based off the things I survived. I've got so much to share with the world that if I would ever open up my mouth, who's to say what the Lord would use me to say to encourage and inspire those that are surrounding me. I want to encourage you, my friends, that all of us have our own sphere of influence, Open your mouth and let God speak through you that he might get something to someone else It is in fact the very own Bible that says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony So here we are, I am hereby deputizing you to preach every sermon from every crowd Again, I pray that you are blessed by the word of God Please do me a favor, like and subscribe to the Word for Life podcast so that it can be found in the massive database that is podcast. Wherever you're listening from, please like, share, comment, subscribe, uh, that we could get more traction coming to the Word for Life podcast. Again, friends, let me end by telling you this. God always ends in all is well. So if all is not well, God is not done. That's all for now, friends. I'm out of time, but certainly not out of message. But remember, whatever you do, stay with God. Be blessed, and we'll see you next week.